Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hello, welcome to Recovery Talks Live. I'm Jim Haney, Executive Director for Montana's Peer Network. And I'm Ashley McLean. I'm the Recovery Coach Supervisor for Montana's Peer Network. Thanks for tuning in once again to Facebook Live. I'm sort of laughing because these are always like we're winging it because it's live and unlike our podcast where we can have Andy like edit out stuff that we don't want in there. Yeah. This is live. And so you got to kind of hit it right the first time. Right, Ashley? Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't, then we will just have more content for a blooper reel. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. So. Today, we're going to be talking about retooling the recovery toolbox, and it's really through the context or the lens of as your recovery evolves, so in other words, over time, you have to retool your toolbox. Yeah, absolutely you do. Absolutely. Yeah, so what, what, what might be working in, at this time might not be working a year, two years, six months whatever it may be down the road. And so you have to be retooling. So Ashley and I are going to be sharing the things we did in our own recovery journey along the way, how we discovered those things and what they meant to us. And yeah, I thought this was a really good topic and we've never, we've never talked about this one that I can remember. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really like, I I look back in my recovery journey and the things that worked year one are not the same things that are in my toolbox year nine. I mean, there, there's some that are still there, but a majority of it has changed and it's okay that it's changed. Retooling and evolving is a natural progression in recovery and it's a, it's okay. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And you're going to hear us say that word evolve a lot. Yeah. Because as we were preparing, when we were preparing, doing our practice talk, you use that word a lot, evolving, because that's really, that is how I think of my recovery journey. It's, I, I get to a certain place and I discover new things, new experiences. I have new ideas or new thoughts and now I'm open and, and then I sort of evolve into something else. And that presents me with new opportunities to grab new recovery tools and bring them, bring them to, uh, to being and see if they're going to work for me. Because like you, the things I was doing in the beginning and in the beginning for me, it was more desperation, survival. I felt like I was like, like holding on, holding on like really tight. And over time, as I got healthier and had more clarity I didn't have to do that and I didn't have to feel that sense of desperation and it that allowed me to open up and be freer to new ideas. Yeah. I mean, I I was talking with Jim and kind of reflecting back to 
early, early recovery, it was, it was beat into my head that I have to do something every day for my recovery. And the way that I interpreted that was I have to go to a meeting every single day of my life for the rest of my life. And if I don't, it's going to be bad. Right. And that's, that's how I interpreted it in early recovery. And today, like I am able to interpret that, like, yes, I still need to do something every day for my recovery, but does it mean that I have to go to a meeting? Right. I could hold the door for somebody and do a random act of kindness. I could read a book. I could work on my budget. I could journal. I mean, those are things mm -hmm. that are that are healthy for my recovery and are in my toolbox, but it doesn't mean that I have to, if I don't make this support group, then like all bets are off and it's going to be doom right. and gloom for me, right? And that's kind of right. my evolution with that kind of where you were going. Yeah. Yeah. I think just being able to stop in the middle of my day and have gratitude. Yeah. Or whatever's happening, right? That's not something that I was doing early on. Oh no. Right. <laughs> now you can stop and have appreciation. Say thank you. Right. That's a big, that's a big one. I think you and I were also talking about things like food yeah. and how that's evolved. Right. And I know what big one for me was, and, and, and I can't remember exactly, but at some point kind of early on, I made this decision to stop drinking soda. And that was, that was a big leap for me. That was something I hadn't even considered, but for my physical health, I, I realized I was drinking a lot of soda, which means sugar. Like I was intaking a lot of sugar every day, constantly all this sugar, 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 and making this decision to cut back. And, you know, today, 20, 20 some years later, I, I, I will occasionally drink a soda, but you know, it's not really, it's not really part of, part of my life. So that was one that I didn't have early on, really early on, but man, I've practiced for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, I wasn't really in tune with my physical wellness, right? Like I, Anytime there was any kind of ache or pain or anything like that, I knew how to shut that up by self-medicating. And so like, I wasn't really in tune with what's going on with my body, right? Like what's, what's happening. And, and food is a major contributor to my ailments <laughs> and like mm -hmm. the things that I suffer with, um, in my physical health, food is a big contributor. And so as I evolve in recovery, as I get more open-minded to, okay, this is connected to this. And if you correct this, this will correct this, right? And that's like kind of mm -hmm. how recovery works is that eight dimensions right. of wellness is all connected. And so food yeah. for me is, um, it did in the beginning become a, a coping mechanism. So I went from, from one, one addiction and struggle to another and food was one of those until mm -hmm. i mean it was it was killing me the way that my my addiction was and so mm -hmm. i really had to look at what i was putting into my body how it's affecting my body and and correct mm -hmm. that and yeah how long do you think it was before you reached 
the the awareness level about the eight dimensions like you mentioned that right there but how long do you think it was in your recovery five years yeah i I was gonna say for me same thing i mean i I might even be longer Mm -hmm. till i kind of put that together that this is all interconnected (laughs) that all of these parts environment was a big one was a big one for me And, and when i reflect over the, that topic of retooling the toolbox. I remember not being able to comfortably attend weddings, funerals, you know, big social gatherings, family, you know, right? Because people were drinking and then, you know, there's all these sort of emotions floating around in there. And I used to have to leave. Like if I went to a wedding, I could go to the, the, the ceremony and then maybe the first part of the reception to like dinner. But then I had to leave. Yeah. Because it just, it just worked me up so much. Whereas now I can go, I went to a wedding last year and you know, I'm not staying until two o'clock in the morning kind of thing. Right. But I'm much more comfortable in my recovery and I know how to keep my environments safe for me and what works and what doesn't. But that only came from the evolution of, you know, and not just saying I can't, I can't come to the family reunion because, right. But going and then testing that to sort of see how long can I go? Is it, can I be there for a few hours at least and say hello to people? And, you know, when I start to feel uncomfortable, be okay with leaving, mm-hmm. right? Well, that makes me think about like everything was so finite in the beginning, right? Like it's either yes or no. Like you can't, you can't do this. Mm. And like as as I evolved, I also I remember my husband going to a wedding. I was probably a year in recovery, and I just chose to stay home. I chose to stay home. I didn't go. I was like, you go have a good time. But I mean that was a missed opportunity because I was, I didn't have these things in my toolbox that I have today. Now today, if I'm going to somewhere like that, a a bar, a wedding, somewhere where I know there's going to be alcohol activity or maybe, you know, other things going on that doesn't coincide with my recovery. Like I have a plan, right? So I, I drive, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. I have a way out. I, I have this plan for if, these things happen, you gotta go, Ash, you know? And so like, I, I plan, um, I, I check my intentions of going and then I plan for a while I'm there. And that is something that pre-recovery, yeah. I was impulsive in every decision I made, right? Right, right, right. I can handle it, it's okay. And then you get there and you're uncomfortable. And I can remember not even having the skills to be able to excuse myself yeah. And leave. Right. Yeah. Like I can remember being in those situations where it's like, I'm not even well enough to take care of myself to say to somebody, I need to go home. I'm not okay. Yeah. And that's a big one. That's a big one. I think that comes with time mm-hmm. in recovery. It's time. Like, right. The more you have and the more understanding that I had about myself, that really helped me. And now if I need to leave because I feel uncomfortable, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to tell you, I need to go home and I'm going to go and not feel self-conscious about it or 
struggle with, should I say something or what are they going to think? It's like, no, this is for my wellness. I need to go. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny. We were talking about like, you know, another, another tool that I really, I, I gained over the years is this, this self-awareness, right? The self-awareness that this is, this is my journey. It was my problem to begin with. And it's my journey to, to learn how to be in the world with it. Right. And so my husband and I got married and we had a, we had a wet wedding. We had alcohol at our wedding and, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And because I realized like I have this self-awareness into myself, this is, mm-hmm. this is mine. And the people that I love in my life aren't like me. Right. <laughs> like they right, don't, right, they right, don't right, right. do things to excess like I do. And it's okay if they want to have a glass of wine with their dinner at my wedding, like that is okay. You know? And mm-hmm. so that was huge for me. And I had, I had friends in recovery who came to my wedding and were kind of somewhere newer and you could see the look of mm. on their face. Oh, and, yeah. And, and yeah. then I had some people yeah. that were, you know, that have evolved yeah. in their recovery and were unaffected by it. And, and that's right. really how I am today is I'm unaffected by outward circumstances because I have self-awareness. Yeah. That, that, that's incredible that you that you did that. I mean, it's it's really brave of you to do that, but it really does show you know some some awareness. You know that I don't have to let this. This is my choice, and I don't have to apply that to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that people can choose for themselves if they want to do that or not. Yeah, I one of the things when we were talking about this topic that came to mind for me was. I remember reaching, I was coming up on my 10 year anniversary in recovery. And I remember I got this urge to want to go tell my story at a treatment facility like the one I had gone to. And that most certainly came from just the evolution in my own recovery. But I got this real urge and I remember going just, you know, I mean, right here, here in Livingston, just totally cold, cold calling on them and just walked in and it was just like, hey, like I'm about to reach my 10 year anniversary. I went to a treatment facility just like this one. I'm wondering if I could come in sometime and tell my story and boom, you know, like, you know, counselor called me, we had a little interview and then like two weeks later, boom, there I was in front of a group of people brand new in recovery, telling my story. And it was, it was incredibly fulfilling to me because I had that urge to want to share it and give back. But I think also I could see it on the faces of people there, you know, here was somebody sitting here who had something they didn't, something that some of them wanted, you know, to be where I was 10 years later. And that, evolution in my own recovery then led me to be open to the idea of a few years later becoming a peer supporter. Mm. And for me, that was, that was 14 years. I'm not one of the people who got two years in recovery. Like we're, we see a lot today. I got two years. I'm going to go support other people. I'm ready to go do that. I, I wasn't, I was really sick. The, like the first five years in particular, 
I was pretty unwell and there is no way that I could have been a peer supporter. And so as my recovery began evolving and that sharing my story with new people and then eventually building a program, a drop-in center program, I found I had to retool my toolbox because I now had this new toolbox Mm -hmm. called a peer supporter toolbox, Mm -hmm. right? So it was like, I now had two that I was carrying around. One was in my work and how I support other people. And one is how I take care of and support myself. And so that was for me, a definite evolution, but it took a long time for me. That was not something that, like I said, right off the bat, I was like, Oh, you know, I want to go do this. Yeah. And for like, for me, some of the, some of the tools in, in my personal recovery toolbox and the tools in my peer supporter toolbox are the same, but Mm -hmm. I I have to look at them differently. Like I, you know, I think of self-care, like self-care to me prior to me becoming a peer supporter was going to a meeting or Mm -hmm. being, being Mm -hmm. around people in recovery or talking Mm -hmm. recovery with people. And now that I do this work, self-care looks, a lot different for me like mm-hmm. a lot different for sure for me. and for sure. it's, for it's sure. something that sparks joy and and don't get me wrong recovery sparks joy within me but i need to do something mm-hmm. for myself that i enjoy you know what i mean that i enjoy and that's what i have to do for my self-care and i had no concept of that four years ago mm-hmm. no concept of Fire. that and today yeah. Today, my um, my self care, I I rely on it, and it's it's completely different, and it is it's personal to me. Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember in the beginning, <clears throat> in my toolbox, one of the things was counseling, and I was going twice a week. Oh wow! I had I had to go twice a week. Like that goes back to that whole like. Like I'm gripping it so tightly, you know, I had to do that. And now in my toolbox, I still have counseling in my toolbox, but now it's like a tune-up. I only need it every now and again. I don't need to go every week, twice a week. I don't need that, right? I need to go every now and again and kind of get a tune-up and kind of work on some things and tune some things up. And then I can stop going and then till the next tune up, you know, yeah. like, yeah. So that's, that's one that's definitely evolved for me throughout my recovery that I have found that works really well and not feeling like I have to constantly keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's like, so beginning it's like, okay, learning, learning about what I can do, right. Is in my toolbox, like learning, I need to learn, I need to learn, I need to learn. And, and today it's like, okay, I need to practice. I need to practice. I need to practice those things. Right. Cause, and that's, that's yep. kind of how I've, how I've evolved is I don't need a constant reminder of the guiding principles of recovery. Right. Like I know them and I can practice them. And if I, you know, sometimes I take three steps forward and maybe one step back, but it's like this constant mm-hmm. evolution of practicing and, and, mm-hmm. And going out on a limb and saying, you know what, I can try something new today. I can do something new and be unafraid. So, Oh, for sure. For sure. I think I say this in Peer Support 101, be curious. Be curious about your own recovery 
Be curious if you're supporting somebody. Be curious. Go and try things because you never know what's going to come along and be really helpful to you and you can add to your toolbox. But you also are moving along and you can eliminate things that aren't helpful also. Someone says, oh, I do this. I, I go and do yoga and that's great for me and you love it. You should come do it with me, and right? And maybe you go and you go to a couple yoga se sessions, right? But you might decide after two or three, like, eh, you know, I'm just sore and it doesn't really do anything and I feel self-conscious or whatever. And maybe you don't go. But if you never tried, you will never know, right? Like you don't, if you don't try to put things in the toolbox and then see how they work, you're never going to know whether yoga is good. You might go and you might love it. Right. And you might decide, hey, this is a great thing for my, for my recovery and I'm going to keep it in my toolbox. So one thing that I have learned that it's okay to be curious, to try things, and different programs, you know, different, different treatment programs, books. I'm a huge reader always from the beginning. It was a big part. You mentioned education. That was a big part for me. It's still a big part today is constantly educating myself and reading about all kinds of methods of wellness, about recovery, different people's stories, that really helps me. That has not changed for me throughout, you know, my 20, yeah. 20 plus years in recovery. So one of the questions that we got was, is there things that you disregarded originally and then you added after a while? Hmm. Things I disregarded and then added. Gosh, I don't know. What about for you, Ashley? Is there something coming to mind for you? Is there something yeah. you... Well, I mean, for me, like I disregarded the the idea of of not of of support group meetings, right? I disregarded that I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to do support group meetings part of my toolbox for the rest of my life daily, right? So that's one thing that I mm. I was I was I was firm on. That's what I have to do to get the results I'm getting in my life today, and you know, after a while, I, you know, I took that out and added different things like going out into the mountains with my family in mm -hmm. lieu of, right. And I added like this nature piece to it, or I added like meditation circles, or we did um, mm -hmm. the drum circle in lieu of mm -hmm. those things, because it was the same idea, but I'm not right in the con confines of this support group and I, and I explored. So I disregarded any of those things as being positive for my recovery. And today I, I know that to be true. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if there's something I disregarded originally and then brought back. I, I did think about in the beginning, I journaled a lot like, Every few days, let's say, I wouldn't say quite every day, but every few days, I journaled quite a bit. I have a couple of pretty full notebooks. That's not something that I do today is, is journal that way. But today, I'm journaling in a different way. We're doing events like this. Mm -hmm. We do podcasts every week. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been part of writing a book. And telling my story in there. Um, we do videos, we do trainings, and I get up in front of people and tell portions of my story. So 
it's a different type of journaling my experience, but it's coming out differently. And 20 years ago, 20, I mean, we're talking 25, we're talking 94 when I got into recovery, social media wasn't what it was today. I mean, I was in a spiral notebook writing where today people are able to do this kind of thing and we're able to share our experience and, and capture it um, over time. And so I think it evolves and maybe if back then, you know, or if I was getting into recovery now, maybe I wouldn't journal in a notebook and I would use these types of things. Being curious and examining, being willing to examine your toolbox over time and think about the things you have in there that work or don't work, like what haven't you used. I think that's really important for people to think about that and be okay with the toolbox changing, evolving, growing, but never stop adding things to it. Yeah. You just, um, I don't know. You just get, I, I, I think for me, it's just, you just get more willing as the years go on and that reflects in my toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. And the needs change, right? I mean, the needs change over time. They should be. I mean, if you're if you're really working it, then I think your needs should evolve and they should change. And so that means your tools have to change over time. And there's nothing that says you can't revisit things, right? I mean, you can certainly well, that, always go back. You know, that, that thing that I think Bill mentioned last week, last Facebook Live, and I hear a lot is our recovery is fluid. It is not a linear... Mm -hmm box you have to check off like it's fluid like it's ever flowing and changing and and this is just an example of um your evolution exactly yeah yeah and speaking of change i mean i think anytime you feel like things are getting a little stale or uh, a term that i've often used in my recovery is plateau mm -hmm. if i feel like i'm plateauing that's okay for a little while but not for a long while. And I don't, there's no particular time frame for me on what's a little while, what's a long while. But um, if I feel like I'm not being curious and I'm not adding things and I'm not evolving, that's a sign to me that things are not okay. And I think that's a sign for me to dive back in to the toolbox and see what I'm doing and examine that. And, and it's hard because, you know, from my own experience, you know, so over time, when you get healthier, you're feeling better, you get busy with things. I mean, there's relationships, right? There's family, there's work. And you can get really tied up in these things and you can begin to neglect your wellness, right? I mean, I know that's been true for me. Um, at times. And so then I need to kind of re-examine because then I feel like I'm on that sort of plateau. And it's like, okay, what am I really, am I using these tools now or did I sort of neglect them for a while? Yeah. And I think that kind of goes to this next question in a way it says, when do you need to make a change and are there warning signs? The way that I know I need to make a change or I need to add or take away something in my toolbox is when it starts to feel like a, like a chore right when it's mm. when it starts to feel like 
oh my god i gotta do this right and it's like Mm. that's not what that's that's not what the toolbox is designed for right this is supposed to add to your life not take away right and so when i start looking at my toolbox and the things that i gotta do and it becomes dreadful for me i need to change something up and because my warning signs are i start to get really angry i get resentful and then i take it out on other people (laughs) those are my warning signs Great point. That's a great point. Yeah. And again, that goes back to the self-awareness. I mean, that goes back to self-awareness and like, how am I doing, you know? And if I'm not doing well, what does that look like to the outside world? Right. And so now what tools do I need to deal with that? And, you know, putting, putting new ones in, experiencing new things. Plus, I don't know about you, Ashley, but I, I've come to the place where it's like, I enjoy new experiences you know, I mean, I think about like how many support groups have I been to in my life? A lot. How many oh, counseling sessions have I been? Right? Exactly. And so oh, it's like when somebody presents something new, it's like, yeah, it's like I want to try that and see what that's like, right? Because you get that that feeling when it's new. You're sort of nervous and, mm-hmm. you know, right? But yeah, no, be curious. Right? That's, that's the biggest to our listeners. You know, you're out there, you're watching. Be curious. Try things experiment okay if you try some things and they don't work but keep evolving and allow your recovery to grow and if you're not reach out to somebody who has more time in recovery and ask them and talk to them have this conversation with them talk to them about it and say you know i got this toolbox but i'm trying these things and maybe it's not going so well i think you got to use your supports that are around you and ask ask other people so yep yeah. All right. So it is time for us to wrap up another episode. Recovery Talks Live. We come and do this every two weeks. You'll, you might have noticed if, you, if you've been tuning in, we're rotating the pairs, right? So I had Bill with Bill and I last week. This week it's Ashley and I. So we're going to keep rotating, keep it fresh. If there's any, uh, any topic that you want you know us to speak on or that you're interested in hearing about please comment and let us know and absolutely yeah because it's always it's fun doing these but they're a little different because they're live and so they're kind of off the cuff like i said in the beginning you know when we first start it's like you know always feel a little wobbly i mean it goes back to this is part of my toolbox now i kind of was like know about this you're a social media star now ashley thank you so much for tuning in we'll see you in two weeks again 10 30 on thursdays uh, recovery talks live thank you thanks guys recovery works and recovery is possible recovery works and recovery is possible recovery works recovery is possible recovery is possible (laughs) recovery works and recovery is possible Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.